Hello again, Dwayne Brummett here with Allie Alvarigo, SchoolOwnerTalk.com. Hey, Allie, uh, happy Halloween. You know, I'm just thinking to myself, why is this guy dressed in orange? Like, that's just the weirdest combination. And I'm like, what's wrong with me? Don't I realize what the day is? I, I, I ready. Happy Halloween to you, too. I was already out to the diner this morning meeting with my buddies, and all the waitresses and waiters are dressed up, and I'm going to why are they dressed up? And then I'm like, duh, you know, like it, sometimes just things don't set in until they set in, which is kind of funny. Well, that's I, cool. Do, I, you, yeah. do you enjoy Halloween? Yeah. What well, we, uh, I, the, I would say the, the, the most fun part about Halloween is we all end up after everybody's tr- done trick or treating, what have you, we go to my mom's house and, uh, we always have, there's, uh, she makes, uh, what's called a cheeseburger soup. Um, absolutely love it. And then um, her, my stepdad makes um, uh, chili. And then I, I, my brother used to make it, and I'm going to mess up the name so everybody's going to laugh at me, but that's okay. It's an Italian soup called Zuppa Dagana, Tacana, whatever oh, yeah. it is. I, right. I screwed the name up. But anyways, he, since he's moved out to, and I should know the name, since he moved out to Montana again, um, Last year was my first year I made it, so I'm going to make it again this year. Um, it's not as good as his, but, uh, yeah, so we all get together, and and uh, our family, you know, all all the family just comes in, and, and you know, we eat, have a, have a few laughs or whatever, and then we go on our way, so. That's awesome. I love that. I love family stuff. Like, for me, I grew up in a household, Italian and Maltese. Maltese people are from the Mediterranean Sea, um, and... Uh, and, you know, so very traditional Italianish kind of family background. And, you know, I always remember Sunday dinners, you know, 20, 15, 20, 30 people there. And I always remember people would drop in and just, you know, show up and my mom would cook a big meal. And, you know, I remember that stuff. And then now I have a very limited family. But the good news with my fiance, Nicole, uh, she has a big family. So we spend a lot of time with her family. And it reminds me a lot of the old days, you know, that big everyone's yelling across the table and 17 conversations going on and it's kind of cool and i really enjoy it so it's fun to get back to that so that's cool that you do that especially yeah. on holidays and it's not only i don't know about you guys but i like for this holiday especially there's even my mom's friends come over and and uh um you know i've had my friends come over and, and stuff too so it, it, yeah it's just it's a nice it's a party man it's a party that's awesome can't can't beat that well good have fun tonight i'm, I'm glad you're enjoying that so that's cool so today breaking barriers right is is our topic yeah, barriers to success. It is. Yeah. It is. So and what do you want to do? You wanna... have a kind of, yeah, I was going to say this. I know that we've kind of, really, if you were to go back and listen to all the podcasts that right. we've done, and by the way, I think this is our 100, 190th podcast. Incredible. Uh, we won't, I don't know that we'll break 200 by the end of the year unless we did two right. weeks. But a- anyways, right. um, uh, not that that's our goal. But I, I think if we were, if, if if the listeners were to go back, and even us too, go back and listen to all the broadcasts that we did, all those podcasts, uh, an underlying theme that I think would be there is the, uh, and and this is the number one I think barrier to success, and that is ourselves, right? And not yeah. that anybody, not that anybody is going to find that surprising, but. Uh, it really, really is. What's happening between your two uh, ears uh, in that beautiful mind of yours, the belief or disbelief, the uh, positive or the negative, the things that are happening, That's and, and I hate to bring it or boil it down to self-talk, but really the self-talk that you have within, oh, I'm no good at, and I suck at this, or I don't remember names, and which though, that, that very well could be true, but you certainly don't help yourself out when you uh, reinforce that. And I really believe that your brain wants to, or your thoughts want, wants your, your, your actions and your body and your environment to coincide. And, and yeah. so that there's no, there's less strife. And what I mean by that, in, it, to be really simplistic, is that if you say that, you know, I, I can't do X or I'm no good at Y, I believe that your brain and your body and your surroundings will uh, help you right. to achieve that. Meaning, right. okay, I, I, I'm a horrible speller. 
And right. then you, you, you will be a horrible speller. You'll continue to be a horrible speller. Now, I'm not – in this conversation, I'm not saying that we need to strengthen our weaknesses because at the end of our life, we'll just have a lot of strong weaknesses. Right. Um, but I think that's one of the barriers to success is what's happening in between our heads. And so we really – I like what Zig Ziglar used to always say. He goes, I would meet people and they'd say, oh, when I'm down, I pop your CD in and I listen to you and you bring me up. And uh, he says, well, that's all well and good. He says, but what do you do when you're up? Well, I just go about my business. And he goes, no, no, right. you should still be listening to this so that you you get down less. Right. If that makes sense. It totally makes sense. And by the way, adding to that is like also while while you're up, you're at your peak performance. So why not be doing what you do and continuing to motivate yourself to grow when you're at your peak performance? So it's like almost like taking a depressed person and making them, you know, slap out of the funk and then become happy um, or change their mood at that moment, they'll rise to here, right? Right. But if you're here already and you're doing great and you get someone to motivate you even higher, now you're up here. So it's a matter of, you know, being in and surrounded by the same good people that you are rather than what we talk about energy vampires and, you know, things of that nature and stay around the positive people while you're positive, you'll become even better. Right. Does that that make sense? So rather than, you know, this is the one thing I don't like about socialized medicine and psychology. Um, I don't like the fact that that you go to a psychologist to talk about what bothers you every day and why you're a mess now. And you keep every week bringing up the bad things that happened to you when you were four and five and six and eight. I mean, listen, at this point, you need to get over it or, or just get rid of it rather than keep reliving it and trying to figure out why you're living a failed life right now, you got to realize that it's over. It's done with. You put it behind you. You move forward, right? And that's really what a lot of business owners do not do. They're constantly in the thick of things, constantly in a funk, constantly in um, in the struggle, so to speak. Yep. Yeah, so I think your self-talk is probably the number one most important thing that, that we need to, that, you know, uh, uh, creates a barrier for us. The second one that I wanted to bring up is uh, um, that we allow our education to stop. That right. we, 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 our education stopped when we got that diploma, whether it was high school, whether it was college, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But uh, the, the, the second barrier to our success is that, uh, you know, we've stopped our education and, and it is important to be continued. See, Education might stop, but learning should never. So if you want to think right. about formal education as the word education, that's fine. That that could have an ending point. But learning should be con- a continual thing, and we need to make sure as, as business owners, as entrepreneurs, that we're consistently uh, learning every single week, that we are working on something, learning something new, not, you know, and this is going to bleed into the third uh, barrier, uh, and, and we can get to that in a moment, but uh, don't learn just for learning's sake. Be strategic about your learning. So, uh, and I'll get into that in a second. But education stopped. What? Anything you want to uh, bring up with regards to education stopping? Yeah, you know what? It, it's true though. The the mindset. You know, we always talk about this, and we and we started off with it. It's all about mindset. So quickly to add to what you're saying is. Um, if you think you know it all, you do. However, you not, might not be the smartest person in the world. In other words, like you, your belief system stops you where you think you are. Like I, I just texted my fiance Nicole. I don't know if she's on here, but I'm trying to get her to compete. She's my student, and I'm trying to get her to compete in our upcoming inter-school tournament, and she just refuses to do it. And it's kind of mandatory in our school that you have to compete. No, 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 I didn't sign up to compete. That's not why I'm doing it. I go, I understand that, but it's my goal as your teacher to push you past levels. Well, I don't want to be pushed past levels. Well, then you really don't want to listen to me. No, I listen to you, but I listen to you in my school when I, you know, like, and I'm back and forth trying to get her to open her mind. And then I've had people do that to me all the time. I, I've been there, done that. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. Like, I get it. I, I know you don't. But as a teacher, my goal is to push you so that you could learn, right? Like we could teach people self-defense and talk about it in theory, or you could put them in the ring and have them get beat down to see what it feels like. I think the beat down lesson is much better than the theory lesson because when, when it really hits stuff, um, you know, it'll, uh, she wrote, I'm here. Is that her? I'm here. And no, I'm not competing. 
Anyway, so, um, so the goal is just to push past the things that you feel that you don't need, that you don't want, that you don't have, that you don't like, right? And, and that's a problem. So, yeah, you're right, a thousand percent. Yeah, so we got to make sure that our education or, or, or our learning, if you like that terminology better, our learning never, ever stops. And then that goes into the, 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 the third barrier, which is um, the wrong learning or the wrong education. Where I, when, when I had said that, you know, don't just learn for the sake of learning. Don't just pick up a book or a course just for the sake of picking up a book or a course. Mm. You need yeah. to be, as entrepreneurs, our time is limited, and we need to be strategic about what we need to be learning. And so um, you, you can call it just-in-time learning, if you will, yeah. meaning that you have some sort of difficulty, some sort of problem, some sort of barrier that you need to get over, and then you go and you immerse yourself in the information that is going to help you get through that. Uh, so be it a book, be it a course, whatever it is, um, so the third one is sometimes we get into educating ourselves with the wrong thing, thinking that, yeah. you know, this is maybe what our problem is. And so therefore we, we start working on yeah, educating ourselves in this area and we've wasted so much time, so much money and so much energy in educating ourselves in the wrong uh, in the wrong thing. Anything you want to say about that? No, no, I was just going to, you know, I believe that. And I, you know, I got excited when you said that because it's like, you know, our old saying, you and I, you don't know what you don't know. Right. So for example, as a coach, you and I both know, like we're coaching someone, we could clearly see things that we know a particular individual should be doing. And you could hear it in their voice or the way they answer questions, you know, and not in my area. You could never charge those prices in my area or my clients don't like any upgrades or, or I don't feel like I should oversell or I don't want to be a McDojo. Like there's so many sayings that you could just hear in their tone and, and what they're saying that their belief system is, is a self-limiting belief system, right? And it's dangerous. So as coaches, we sometimes could say, no, let's skip that whole process. You don't need to buy that package, that, that gimmick, that, that software, or whatever the case may be. Let's just do this and focus on this. And that's what I do when I coach. I, I kind of dumb it down to the simplest point, and I start to rebuild them from scratch. But I, I realize now more so than ever that it's not about the things that I share with them business-wise. It's about understanding who they are and the barriers that they have before I give them the kit that's working great for me or you, because it's not going to work great for them if they don't have the same mindset and belief system. Right. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and that goes back to our call that we did with Brent Tibbetts, you know, when he yeah. gave up his uh, full-time job to become a, you know, a full-time martial arts entrepreneur. It, it yeah. took him a long time to uh, what he would say, humble himself Right. To go, you know, I, I, I don't know it all. And, you know, this bright, shiny object over here uh, is not where I need to be working. I need to be working on this. He was educating himself yeah. in the wrong thing. And that goes into number four, where, um, you know, uh, bright, shiny objects, fi following yeah. the, the, the new Fandango bright, shiny object type thing. Uh, yeah. Too early or too soon. Too soon. Right. Um, in, in our industry, I would say that nothing under the sun hasn't already been created. I mean, everything has already been created. Are there some new technologies out there that could make our lives a little bit easier? Certainly. Um, but there are no more, I don't think, maybe I'm wrong, there are no more businesses in a box that aren't already out there. Right. Or that have not already been sold. And mm -hmm. sometimes I think as school owners, we – we and entrepreneurs, we go, man, it's so much more um, fascinating to go down this rabbit trail and, and try to uh, learn about this new product and bring it on board. And because there's an exciting factor, uh, which is going to lead into my, my next one here, but there's an exciting factor uh, with that, you know, bright, shiny object that takes us off our path. What would you say right. to that? 
So true, man. And and you and I have both talked about this numerous times. And it's funny, like I just got asked to go speak at a convention, um, one of the big shows, and they said, give me some of your new ideas. And I always shoot myself in the foot because I'm like, how about we go back to the basic? I mean, let's make it sexy and fresh and new, like almost like it's a new package, like learn how to add. You know what I mean? Like, learn how to budget your yourself. Learn, like, what your overhead is. Like, I didn't say all this stuff, but, like, so many times when I coach people, I'll say to them, so how much do you make? Well, I'm around, you know, and then, well, how much are you grossing? How much are you netting? How much is your expenses? Oh, I really don't know those. I'm like, dude, you've been in business for 15 years. How do you not know what it costs you? And, you know, if you don't know what it costs you, how do you know what you need to make? How much you need to make? How many students cover whatever? How much blah, blah, blah? So it's all about the basics. So the new bright, shiny objects objects may seem appealing at the very moment, but it's just another thing that bogs you down because in the end of the day, it's not going to help you become better at what you do. It's not going to help you have a more productive school, successful school. There are only certain basic elements that you need to have within a martial arts school to be super successful. Um, and uh, that's, that's something that I've been, you know, talking about for the last six months, eight months, so really pushing home. But, uh, yeah, I agree with you 100%. Stop with the shiny bright objects. Stop with the new fads, the new, the new kickboxings, the new this things, the new self-defenses. You know, go to your roots and become who you are again. You know, and and carve out a niche of who you are. Did you see what Brett just uh, wrote? No, let me go back. Or, to I'm it. sorry, not Brett. Uh, James. James did. James. Well, his name is Brett. They call he James is his first name, but he goes by Brett. Um, no, let me see what he wrote. Uh, he ha, says, ha, 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 totally ha, just totally started just... old school lead boxes. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I know. Um, he and I talk a lot about, you know, how the little things work, you know, in, in schools that now everyone's looking for a new thing. And, and sometimes it's the old things that you were doing that you did well, maybe need a slight tweak or a slight alter or a slight change, but they're still pretty darn good, right? So don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, so to speak. So that leads us into uh, number five on the barriers to success. But let me just recap real quick. Uh, one, we talked about self-talk. Two, we talked about, uh, you know, your educating, education, you know, one of the barriers is your education stopping at one point, and which it shouldn't. So you, you should be continually learning. Three, we talked about uh, ed- learning or educating yourself with the wrong things rather than right. the, the things that you should be uh, working right. on. Four was the bright, bright, shiny objects getting, you know, uh, what is that movie? Up, right? Squirrel looking squirrel, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, and then fifth, fifth is, and this is a biggie. Fifth is routine. Not having routines that set yourself up for success. Um, you know, one of the biggest routines is showing up to work on time. Right. Even though we are uh, uh, self-employed, that is a detriment, or can be a detriment to us because we don't have to show up on time. You know, oh my, God. my office right here at home is is easy to come into my office late. Right. You know, I've got to schedule myself so that I show up to work on time. Um, and not that I penalize myself if I don't, but these small routines are going to make a huge difference uh, in, in, your, in your business life. What do you got to say about that? Oh, it's so true, dude. And I have people like I have a kid who runs into my classroom. I have these two little brothers, and every single time they come to class, you know what their question is, am I late? And I'm like, of course you are. You're always late. You've been late since the day you came, right? So stop asking that question. Then I have another little kid who comes to class late all the time. And I'm like, yesterday he was on time and like two minutes early. And I'm like, wow, I'm really shocked that you're on time. I said, but you know, all you need to do is shift your schedule five or 10 minutes in the other direction and you will always be on time. You know how much better you would feel if you're always on time rather than always being late? And um, that's a big issue. I, you know, discipline is, is a word that we use and, and the military uses for people when they don't do things right. They make them scrub toilets with their toothbrush and all sorts of things, run with cement in their backpack. However, um, self-discipline is something that you have to learn and then create hat by habit. So, so, yeah, you and I, we're both in our home offices. I work here from, like, 7.38 in the morning to, like, 2.33. Then I take a quick half-hour nap. Yeah, I admit to it, a 20-minute power nap. And then I go to my school for four and a half hours, and I, and I teach. So, um, but, but for me, it's a discipline. Like, I, you know, there are days that I'm lazy. Don't get me wrong. But most of the time, I work way more than anyone I know. 
Like, I have one of my instructors, he's a young man, he's 28 years old, in the greatest shape, tall, strong guy. He's always complaining, not but in a bad way, in a, in a good way. He loves teaching, but he's like, I don't know, Shion, you don't realize, like, I work four hours today. I'm exhausted. I'm like, dude, I've been working 14 <laughs> hours a day for the last 35 years. Like, don't expect any sympathy from me because you're tired after teaching for four hours going, run this way, bear walk that way, animal crawl this way. And I, I always joke with him, and, uh, and I'm hoping that he's listening to this because it's all about building that mental discipline. It's all about saying to myself, four hours is nothing, man. That's like a part-time job. That's a vacation, right? So, so yeah, you have, to, you have to develop that mindset of an owner. And quite frankly, just because you're an owner doesn't mean that you have the mindset of an owner. That just means you became what is, uh, Michael Gerber calls it, self-employed. Um, that means you gave yourself a job, but you're a business owner when you start to run your business like a business. You just basically went from being working as an employee under a boss to being the boss and the employee and doing it all yourself. But as an owner, you start to manage people. You start to delegate your time. You start to invest in other things and so on and so forth. So it's all about mindset and learning how to shift out of that. One of my favorite books that I love, short book, I think I recommended it to you, is called Make Your Bed. And it was written by a five-star oh, general. Yeah, yeah. yeah five-star general. And he talks about the first step of the day, start with success by making your bed. Every morning, my fiancé and I, we get up and boom, we pull our bed together in the sheets and, and the bed looks like you never slept in it. Because I want to come home to that. And at the same time, I want to leave to starting my, or start my day with, with a, a success, right? So, yeah, I agree with you 100%. So, routines. Routines uh, are so important to your success. And that could be a myriad of calls just on the routines. But anyways, number, number six, number six is uh, not having a not to do list. Right. One of our, one of the barriers to success is, is not having a not to do list. So what is a not to do list? This is a list of things that you yourself should not be doing. All right. Um, right. Now, now, I understand if you're a one-person show, there are some things that you should that, that maybe you should not be doing that you have to do right now until you don't have to do them anymore. But that's where you need to come to the conclusion for yourself that, oh, okay, it's time for me to give this up and delegate that um, to someone else or to outsource that to a company or, or what have you. Right. So for instance, right. you know, and obviously this came to mind. Uh, I am of course pushing your product when I say this or your service, I should say. Yeah. But, yeah. um, you know, as martial arts school owners, look, I, I, I'm a hypocrite when I say this, by the way, because I do my own website, but I've done my own website ever since, back in 2002 when I bought my partners right. out and right. my one partner wiped all of it out and I had to learn yeah. quickly how to rebuild it. Yeah. Um, but I, 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 that's something that needs to be on my not to do list, meaning I should okay. have somebody else that actually does that. And so I bring that up because we need to know when to let go. Or in the beginning, go, you know what, that isn't my focus. I'm not a webmaster. I don't understand SEO. I don't understand, you know, all this other stuff that goes along with it. So I might as well hire a company to do that for right. me. And just as an aside note, because I think it's right, a company that will brand my website to me, which that's what you do. I'm not yeah. trying to knock uh, anybody else's product uh, with regards to a templated website, but it is it is something that we need to consider um, on our not to do list. And there's and really, if you guys were to take time to think about these things, we you need to understand that there are a bunch of things that you yourself should not be doing. Right. One, because you 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 earn more money than that position's worth. Two, because and we're going to get into this on another uh, another one uh, of, of of these uh, points is that it's not your forte. It's not something you're good yeah. at anyways. All right. Yeah. So what do you think about not to do lists? Well, well, first of all, you know, I'm I'm so happy that you brought up the website thing because I could use an example. Like I had a meeting with a potential client that not a potential client, an actual client that 
set me up to do their website. And they said, I'd like to meet. And so I don't normally love to meet, so but we ended up going to the diner, and I didn't mind. It's two of my friends. You know, we get to hang out and have breakfast together, but we talked about the website. And he's like, uh, you know, my brother-in-law, he works for Google, and he's asking me, why am I paying this amount of money to have you build a website when I could just go to Wix and blah, 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 and build myself a website? And then I'm like, I have one question for you. Would you answer it honestly with me? And he says, yes. I said, why are you obsessing about this website? When you had a crappy website for the last five years, the website absolutely sucks. Now you make a decision to go with my company, and we're going to professionalize you. And now all of a sudden, all you could think about is this website. For the last five years, you didn't care whether your website was scaring away more clients than you possibly could have gotten, right? Because your website was terrible. So the real question is, why do we always want to as martial artists, and not just martial artists, but a type A personalities or D, high D personalities, um, try to always control everything, right? I mean, my ultimate goal would one day be to be able to not do anything other than the things I love, like hanging out on the beach with my fiance or going on vacations or whatever and be wealthy enough that I could eventually retire. I'm 53 years old. I don't want to be doing this until the day I die. But at the same time, I'm loving what I do. But why do I want to control every aspect? I'd rather people come to me and say, I'll take this out of your hands. I'll run it for you. I'm like, great. Like, I have a program manager now that he's jumping up to the plate on every chance that he can on every single thing that he touches, and I'll do it for you. I'm like, fantastic, man. I love you. Like, I want to give him a hug. I'm like, you want to do it? Yeah, I'll do it. I'm like, you're the best. Like, that's the kind of stuff that I want to hear, right? That's ultimately what we want. So, yeah, I agree. Get some get some people who know what they're doing and have them do it. And, by the way, you're a master, Dwayne, at, at subbing things out to virtual assistants and people that could help you, you know, like in Thailand and other countries and, and people like in, you know, other states that work, like moms, right? Didn't you have a mom that worked for you that was – she worked in another state. She did accounting or something like that, and she was just – you were my you book, pay it. Your no, bookkeeper, no, my bookkeeper, right? My bookkeeper is in Indiana, and I'm in Illinois. Uh, we're right. probably three hours away from each other, but she does all my bookkeeping and, and yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So, I mean, like, why why are you going to try to do that? Or maybe what, what we have, here's a big mistake we make. We go, okay, uh, I'll say okay to my black belt, who's a black belt instructor. Okay, I'm going to give you the bookkeeping task now. And meanwhile, he hates it. He doesn't – he's not good at it. But I have extra time, and I want to give him something to do, so I'll throw him in one and a task that's very important – when you could probably just give him something that's more in his forte um, that he enjoys, making him stay happier, and then uh, have someone for you know that's out of state maybe or out of the country or maybe localized that's a, a sub that can do it from their living room. They're not going to charge you full price. They don't, they're not going to be on payroll. They're a 1099 or they're a subcontractor that you pay. Um, and why bother trying to control everything, right? Cause that, that makes sense. I know you know that. So that's, I hope the listeners, it makes sense to them. Yeah, I mean, I I put um, on average I do a blog post every day. So um, writing those blog posts and putting them together, and then having to uh, post them, email them, and then I I actually create every single blog post I create a video for, um, so that I'm obviously using uh, some people consume it you know, by reading, some people consume it by listening or right, writing, right. you know, yep. that type of thing. And so um, I try to hit, you know, all the learning styles, if you will. Yeah. But I don't do all of it, meaning right. uh, once, the, once the article is written, I actually send the article um, off to my virtual assistant who's in the Philippines. Yeah. And then he has access to you know, my email system and, and he sets up the emails. He has access to my Facebook and he does the posting. Um, yeah. Even, even with regards to any events that we have and those type of things, I create the marketing pieces and then I send that off to him. And we use a product called like for social media sharing, we have a product called Hootsuite and he does all the social media postings inside of Hootsuite so that it, you know, it's, it's, I would spend so much of my time setting all that up. It's not that I can't do it. It's not even that right. I don't even like to do it. It's the fact right. that I shouldn't be doing it. That's on my not to do list. Yeah, dude, I, I love that. And you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out like five quick things. 
things that I have is self-limiting beliefs because we keep hitting on a lot of them and then jump right back onto yours. So number one, like excuses, I'm too old. Number two, I'm not smart enough. Like I don't have the technical ability to do whatever. Number three, I'm not educated enough. Now I'm not smart enough and I'm not educated enough is two separate things if you think about it, right? People don't get that. They think like, hey, I'm I'm really smart, but I just never, like this is an example, I'm really smart, but I just never took a course in, you know, cooking, right? So I don't know how to cook, but you're smart enough, you could do it, but that self-limiting belief, I'm not smart enough, I'm not educated enough. Number four, I'm afraid of trying and failing. Like Nicole, my fiance, who's on the call, I'm going to hammer her until she does the Shi'i, um, but uh, she she keeps, she's fearful. She doesn't want to admit to it. It's, it's the fear, I'm not, she says, I'm not afraid of competing. But I just don't want to. I just don't I like it. I just, you know, all those I don'ts mean there's a fear in there. Because if it didn't mean anything, I would just get out there and do it. No problem, right? Um, number five, you don't have enough money or you don't make enough money or, you know, you've already tried that and it doesn't work. Those are six things, actually. So kind of lead into some of the belief systems that you have. The barriers that you're breaking are self-limiting beliefs, right? Why we can't, why we shouldn't, why it's not good for me. So I'll read the next six or whatever it is in a little while. But yeah, so continue on because one of the guys, by the way, um, he, he was a student of mine when he was a young teenager. Now he's an adult and he lives in upstate New York, I believe, or yeah, I think he does. And um, he wrote, I've never heard of a not to do list outside of the little voice in my own head. That's a really gem and a great share. You guys are extremely effective and it's an honor to be part of your group. He wrote Domo Arigato, which means thank you very much, right? So it's cool. Like a little thing like that, Dwayne, could change the paradigm. Oh, I'm sorry, the paradigm of, uh, of people, right? <laughs> you know? So, yes. so there yes. you go, right? So keep going. It's awesome. All right. So uh, we talked about a not-to-do list. Number seven is uh, not knowing yourself. Not mm-hmm. knowing yourself. And here's what I mean. I'll give you a perfect example with regards to me. I am not a good finisher. I am okay. not a good finisher. Here's what I mean. If we just were to take those blog posts, um, I will do those blog posts, but I will assure you that I, I would get tired of posting them and making the videos and all those other things, and so I would not finish it. If I did not hand that off to somebody else to finish what I started – it would not get done completely. I guarantee it. I know it. Now, would some of them get done? Certainly, but cert- not all of them. Not all of right. them would get done. So I know that I'm not a good finisher. And so mm-hmm. what I have done is I have identified that in myself, uh, and I I will then start something and then delegate it to the appropriate person or persons to complete whatever it is that I know that I'm not going to finish. Um, and that was a, uh, a a game changer for me because I get excited. I'm like every entrepreneur, right? I mean, I get excited about this new thing, and I'll set it up. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, two weeks into it, I'm bored, and I need to go find something else, you know, yeah. type thing to, to get me jazzed again. But that's how I am. Yeah. Um, but this product or this system or whatever it is needs to be completed. And I am, I just know it. I'm just not disciplined enough to complete it. But I'm, but I'm smart enough to get uh, people in the right positions to help me complete it so that it gets completed. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. But I don't agree with you that you're not disciplined enough to do it. I, there are different personalities, right? So myself as well. And by the way, not everyone in the martial art business is like you and I. Like, you know, not everyone's creative, right? Not everyone... Um, is innovative. Not everyone is, uh, you know, uh, do- is able to delegate. So when I say I disagree with you and say that, you know, you're, you're not a finisher, um, your mindset and personality, just like mine, is about creativity. Like, I'm the kind of guy, I could come up, I joke with Nicole and my daughter, I'm like, I come up with stupid memes, you know, like, I'll be like, you know what, I'm going to make a shirt that says, you know, it's going to be like, just do it. You know, and I'm going to have like a check mark next to it. And they're like, you know, they don't know if I'm being for real or if I'm just dumb enough not to know that that's already Nike or whatever. You know, but I'm like, all right, here's another meme. And then I'll come up with something really silly. Like, for instance, um, uh, I, I was at the Keith Urban concert over the weekend. I said, imagine if Keith Urban sold turbans 
and it, his company would be called Urban's Turbans, right? You know, and, and I think it's hysterical. And they're just like looking at me. I text my daughter. She thought it was funny. Um, but so anyway, my point is, though, is that sometimes creativity is our forte, right? And I start things just like you, and I run it all the way up, and I hand it off. And I'm like, dude, we can make millions on this. And I'm hoping that people have the same passion and excitement for my great idea and they'll make millions, but however, they don't care because it's my imagination. I see the potential in it. It's my baby. And then it dies a, a quick death because – and I have so much of that. I have books. I have DVDs. I have products. I have this. I have web pages all over the place. So um, that leads me to talk – I want to talk about something after you do a few more, and it's about um, taking on way too much and stuff that's not necessary. But we'll discuss that in a minute. So I, I think that you're, you're not – uh, a not finisher your personality is an innovator and a inventor and a creator you just need to surround yourself with finishers and then stay on top of them right yeah no absolutely and that's setting up uh you know systems to follow up on making sure the projects are getting done that's yeah that, that's right. fine and and i and, and you know uh i but i understand that um you know it's funny because when i when i wanted to start martial arts at age 17 um, I was one month away from my 18th birthday, and, 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 and I wanted to sign up. My mom goes, I'm not going to sign you up because you never finish anything. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this is probably the only thing that I've finished, you know. So <laughs> I, I've yeah, always you know. been a not-finisher. I mean, I, it's not, but it's just it's, – it, and it's not a – I'm not trying to knock myself down and have bad self-talk. I just realized that – that I get excited, I set something up, and then, like you said, I'm creative, and there's the next thing, and so I need somebody to finish this thing. So um, to back up real quickly, and number seven, what we're talking about is not knowing yourself. You really got to know yourself uh, and know what your, what, what your um, uh, unique abilities are and what they aren't, and then you need to find right. people that have their unique abilities in, in, the, in the thing that yours isn't. Number eight, number eight is not having goals. And this kind of goes into what I think you wanted to talk about, but uh, yeah. not having uh, goals for um, not just your professional life, but I would say for your, you know, social, emotional, uh, spiritual, um, uh, relational, even your business, you, you need to have um, you need to have some goals in 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 all of those areas of your life. Do some of them bleed yeah. over? Uh, absolutely. But not having defined goals is a barrier to um, to your success. Go ahead. Yeah. No, no, I agree. And you know, Brett uh, Brett wrote that Dwayne, you're not disciplined? Question mark? Question mark? No way, dude. I've heard rumors about your machine-like systems. You just have a way a way higher mental picture of what a crusher is. And I wrote, you know, please define what crusher is. He's a big avid reader and uh, listener of audio series, uh, Brett, and he's really, really smart. So um, so let him give us a little bit more of an input on that. But, uh, but I agree with him on that. But you're right, though. Goal setting is really – but I should say knowing how to goal set is the first thing. However, goal setting, knowing where you're going, that massive action plan, the map, so to speak, on how to get there is what – is very elusive to many people, right? It's like, you know, knowing that. And by the way, I've talked about this in, in many times. Like, um, I call this the bubble. And here's, here's kind of a, a little project for the listeners. Um, take your, your dojo and draw it out on an 11 by 17 piece of paper and put your school at the nucleus and, and draw a circle. And it's called Long Island Ninjutsu Centers, right? And then take every single thing that you do that, that, that you surround yourself, your projects, and you put them in separate bubbles, right? Um, connect all the bubbles that are Long Island and Jitsu Centers that together, like classes, like, you know, private lessons, you know, like stuff like that. Then put a bubble for retail sales and put a bubble for after-school programs. And try to start to segregate and separate all the projects you have, like all the – what they call all the, the – um, pieces of the puzzle, so to speak, that you're involved with or all the things in the, in the mix. And then start to allocate what you feel to be the most important things to be paid attention to. Because quite often, and I'm learning this more and more so than ever, like why have 33 systems to run my school when only five of them really matter and the other, you know, 30 of them are nothing but going through the functions. And then let's say, let's say I have a system that's called uh, 
the missing in action call system, and we call every single person every single time after seven classes when they're not there. Half the time we leave messages, they don't get back to us. Then we send them a postcard, and then they take the postcard and read it, but they're back in class the very next day. So I'm taking whatever manpower and putting them on that stuff, wasting that time when it's really not that important to people. So maybe send out an automated text message. Hey, we miss you. What's going on? They text me back. Oh, we've been sick. Great. See you next week. Right? And it saves us so much time. Sometimes we're wasting time on the things that are not important. Right? We're wasting times on tasks that we think are or new shiny bells and systems and whistles and all that when they're a waste of our time. Like, for example, like, I, I used to march in our holiday parade every Memorial Day, right? We'd, have, we'd gather the kids, which you know that's a big thing, getting the parents to commit and give them the directions, and then we show up and we march and we hand out flyers and no one comes in. You know, like, you know, so why do I spend that entire day when I could be home laying on my couch with my family for something that's wasted time, right? So we have to always ask ourselves what's a waste and what's not, what's important, what works, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So goals, we got to make sure that we we define what uh, what we want. Um now Brett did uh, or Brett, I keep saying but James did right. uh, he responded No, it's actually there. it is it's actually Brett, but his first name is James, but he call, he goes by Brett. Gotcha. So he said yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess cr- crushing it means doing more than uh uh you even expect. Uh if it's an obstacle, you figure a way uh, uh under it, through it, around it, wh- you know, whatever it takes. Yeah, I guess right. I would I would yeah, okay. All right. That would be me. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so number nine, n- number nine is uh, uh, not understanding, um, not understanding uh, backstage, onstage, and offstage time. All right, let me say that again. Not understanding backstage, uh, onstage, and offstage time. So, uh, you know, often is the time that, we're on stage, and what do I mean by on stage? We're teaching classes. And as we're teaching classes, we're thinking about the things that we should have done or we should be doing backstage. So we should right. be setting up this automated call or, or, or we should be setting up this marketing campaign. Or, and mm-hmm. then when we're, when we're backstage, we're thinking about all the things that we should be doing on stage, you know, with regards to teaching and, 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 and what have you. Um, and, and then – Offstage time is our rest time, and that's really uh, uh, something that is, in and of itself anyways could be actually number 10 uh, is, is rest and relaxation and, and those type of things, and we'll talk about that in number 10 in just a second. But I think it's important for us to understand when we're on stage, we need to be on stage. Um, mm-hmm. And we got to understand that there are only a certain amount of things that are going to happen when we're on stage. And and if you take that same analogy and you apply it to your program director as well, their onstage time is going to be a little bit different. Here's kind of what I mean. Uh, my onstage time, when I'm out there teaching, I, I really can't – I don't have a lot of time to talk to those parents. I can't uh, sit down and say, okay, hey, uh, you know, what's going on with your kid? And, oh, this problem and that problem. That needs to be scheduled for an offstage time. Absolutely. You know, when my program director is on stage, they are servicing all these customers and, you know, the people that are there right then, that's their, you know, my clients, that's, that's, they're on stage. They can't do, um, they can't do uh, uh, backstage things while they're on stage. What do I mean? They can't, it's unrealistic for me to think that they're going to get, you know, 50 phone calls done or 50 text messages done to a prospect list during on-stage time. So right. it's not just understanding on-stage time, off-stage time for yourself, but for each individual team member as well, because theirs is going to be a little bit different than yours, but it does need to be defined, at least in your mind, so that you don't get frustrated. You know that if, you know, like my program director is working today, right? Uh, they're, they're, they're there from uh, 8 to noon. I know that there is no on-stage time, there, or, or very little. I've, you know, I might have a few clients that call and say, hey, I need a private lesson or whatever. Um, but they're, they're really not servicing our customers, right. our current clients right now. They're doing all mm-hmm. backstage stuff. Right. And so I think that that's a game changer 
if 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 we do that. And by the way, uh, you know, Brett had said that you know, awesome analogy with regards to uh, uh, that. That is uh, Michael Hyatt. I learned learned that phrase from Michael Hyatt. Hmm. So, my, and I think I just cut off. But anyways, Michael Wait, Hyatt quick is, the, is the one that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, that that's number that's number uh, uh, nine. Number ten is the off stage that I want to talk about. The rest, the relaxation, the recouping, um, is so important. And I don't know, I don't know about you, Allie. We I think I still close more than you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do. Do, do I? Okay. Yeah, not not um, by much, but but you know a little bit. Okay. All right. So I think that off-stage time is going to be so important for uh, yourself, for your clarity, for your staff to be uh, gone and to be able to be with their family and those type of things. But during that off-stage time, you need to not be doing on-stage – or excuse me, you can't do on-stage uh, – backstage stuff. During right. that off-stage time, you really need to pull yourself away from the business. Maybe be reading a book that has nothing to do with business, right? right. Or maybe be watching, uh, uh, you, you know, you could binge watch something that you've yeah. been wanting to watch, wanting to watch, or reading, you know, some sort of good book that you want, or spending time with, you know, whatever it is. But when you're off-stage, be off-stage. Yeah, um, it's it's important uh, to make sure that you uh, you take that time. You know, it's funny. People will say to me, Allie, you watch a lot of TV. And I do. I watch a ton of television, movies, you know, reality shows, you know, uh, series, right? But there's a time that I start doing that at night, 9 o'clock at night till like 11.30 or whatever. Um, sometimes uh, on a Sunday, my fiance Nicole, and I will do it for quite some time. Um, but I always say to people, though, this is my way of detaching from reality. I'm working every other second. I'm, my mind is sometimes even when I'm binge watching, I'm answering text messages from clients on, on my Sparks program. We have Master Park is on with us right now, the owner, one of our owners of Spark membership. Um, and uh, I love it. Like the clients could reach right out to me. They send me a response to a text that I sent. So I'm on the couch watching The Haunting of Hill House, which, by the way, great Netflix series if you want to watch something cool, binge watch. And um, that's my way of escaping, you know, being in a place where I don't have to worry about bills and struggles and you're running a business and payroll and taxes and, you know, yada, what's the next program I'm going to do at my school, et cetera, et cetera. So sometimes it's just easy to just, you have to learn how to disconnect. You have to learn for your own health and sanity because one day you'll look back at your life and going, you're never going to be on your deathbed. That old saying, you'll never be on your deathbed going, I wish I would have worked more. You would say things like, I wish I would have spent more time with my family. I wish I would have spent more time with the people I love, reading books, enjoying life, vacationing. Never, I wish I would have worked a hundred more hours a week, right? Unless you're yeah, there's poor, a, you know? Right, right. But there's an internet marketer. I forget what his name is, but he's got such a foul mouth that I really don't even follow him. But I did oh, watch right. the I know, I, I, know, I know exactly who you're talking about. All right. But I did subject myself to watching this one video. And, and the point that he was making was go to the nursing home and go visit those people and start asking yeah. them about their lives. Because if you want motivation to, for regret, because right. I'll, uh, they're going to all tell you, I wish I would have done this. I wish I would have done that. I wish I would have done right. this. Right. And, and he goes, that, that's one of the biggest motivators is, is yeah. uh, under, understanding the relationships that you have and nurturing those relationships. Um, and and uh, I just it's so important. And I don't know that we I, mean, I think uh, I think a lot of people do it maybe better than me, but it, it's just important uh, enough to take that time off and invest it uh, into those into those people. So uh, I know that there were six things that you wanted to bring up real quick yeah, yeah. before I recap. My last, my last six uh, self-limiting beliefs were like, you know, I've already tried everything and I can't I can't figure this out. Right. Obviously. You haven't tried everything, right? Um, maybe it's just that you think you've tried everything, and from your perspective, the way you're approaching it is just all wrong. So get an expert to help you, right? Um, it's number seven, it's selfish of me to want more. Like we have this really crazy infatuation with being afraid of being successful and making money. Like our newest blend of society, I don't know what it is, but they, you know, they feel like if you're, you're rich and famous and you've worked hard and you're a rich person, a billionaire, a successful person, you're bad. You sold out. You've cheated. You've lied. You've hurt people. Not true. 
Um, it's just that you have a discipline to work harder, and you do deserve it. If you get it, don't feel embarrassed. Like, you know, I, I, I just bought a new car, and I've had this happen to me a few times. I've had Corvettes, uh, Vipers. Now I have a Tesla. Um, and uh, at first I was wondering what people would say, right? And, and I did have a staff member. I got annoyed because, again, with Sparks membership, I could see the text message threads. So one of my employees texted the other employee, and the other employee, like, guess what? Ali, she on Ali drove up in today, right? Like, I'm reading this as it's coming in because I'm watching oh my, my own thread and it's like a Tesla. And then the other employee's like, oh, go figures. Like, and then I'm like, really? I write, really? I'm listening and watching everything. Don't you realize this is, I'm, I'm overseeing this entire thing? Oh, no, no, I didn't mean it that way. You know, like I meant it like, oh, I'm so happy for you. I'm like, okay, I'm going to accept that. Whatever. Line and baloney that you're telling me. But, you know, anyway, those two people are no longer with me right now. So anyway, they, and, and I felt really annoyed because I always treated them well. Um, but anyway, so don't feel like you can't succeed. Don't, you know, it, it's not selfish of you to want to be successful and have all those things. Um, number eight, I don't feel that I'm, that I really deserve it. It goes back with the don't feel like, you know, that, you know, you, you could want more. Um, but you don't deserve it. You do deserve success. You deserve everything that you work hard for, right? So don't feel like that. You know, don't feel like you're selfish or you're gluttonous or whatever, right? Um, last two, I don't have the willpower. Like, I, I don't have it. Not true. You just got to learn how to have it and figure out how to do it. You got to, you know, learn it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm just quickly going to say, uh, I, I think Zig Ziglar said this, but, you know, the question is, when people say that to you, the question is, you know, uh, have, have you ever, have you ever finished something that you didn't think that you were, that you were going to finish? And right. And they say, yeah. I mean, even a small thing. So then, then, then you do have, you have an ounce, at least an ounce of willpower. Right. Right. So you exactly. do have willpower. Yeah. Anyways, right. Yeah, I, I agree. That's true. And number 10, all the good ones are taken. Like everything that's out there has happened before. All the ideas. Well, let me tell you, there are things on Shark Tank that people are coming up with making millions and millions of dollars every single day. That show has taught people that the, the mind is stronger than anything. And if you come up with something smart and you meet the right people, you could build something out of nothing. Like the guy who's, the, I think it's still the two of the highest sales are scrub daddy on shark tank and the guy who invented the eyeglass holder which was two magnets with a paper clip do you ever see that guy too and no. he would hang his glass he put a paper clip across his shirt with two magnets behind it and he would slide his glasses between the paper clip and that's where his glasses would hang um well then he, he bedazzled one and he sold it to the sharks i think the company's worth a hundred million dollars now a bedazzled oh paper clip right so, like, you know, somebody probably said, hey, man, that's a stupid idea. Why bother, right? And meanwhile, he goes, I'm going to pitch it. And now he's, you know, he's probably living on some yacht in the tropics somewhere, laughing, laughing about how many people told him he was a fool, right? So, um, right. you know, all the good ones aren't taken. Come up with ideas, brand who you are, become who you are, share with who you are, and so on. So why don't you finish your last one? Then I just have one closing thing about, about some uh, other stuff. Yeah, no, all I was going to do is quickly recap. So, number one, we talked about self-talk. Two is we talked about uh, your education stopping. You have to continue, to continue to learn. Number three is educating yourself or learning the wrong information. Uh, number four is, uh, you know, squirrel, squirrel. <laughs> exactly. Like bright, you know, getting distracted by these bright, shining objects. Number five is not having a successful or not having successful routines. Um, in, in, in your daily life. Number six is, uh, not having a not to do list. So not having a not to do list. Number seven is not knowing yourself. And that's where I talked about, you know, uh, uh, not like me knowing, finally realizing that I'm really not a good finisher. Right. Yeah. Um, and it, you know, it's funny too, is I just thought about this. One of my friends from high school used to tell me, um, we're still best friends right now, but he used to tell me, you know, Dwayne, he goes, uh, you're good coming out of the gate, but not much for stamina. And I didn't realize how, how true that really is. Um, wow. Number number eight is uh, not having goals. Number nine is not understanding your on-stage and backstage time. Uh, number ten, uh, the last one is uh, not understanding off-stage time. Not understanding right. off-stage time, the rest and relaxation, and and to be re recouped uh, for your uh, for you know for your life. Yeah. And I'll leave everyone with this one last thought is like um, maybe write down 
in the bubbles that I talked about, or just a simple list of all the things you do within your school, like every function that you do, every kind of system, as we would call it, right? Like, you know, how you promote your students, how you retail, how you communicate, how you sign people up, just write all your stuff down. And if one task has 10 different things, like, you know, write, you know, sales, and then maybe it's, you know, set up a trial, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this, close. And what happens when they become a student? What do you do? Anyway, just write out all those things on a piece of paper. You'll probably be overwhelmed with how much you're actually doing. And then look at them all and see which ones are a waste of time. The things that really have no return on investment, right? It's like what companies do all the time. Like, for example, I don't, I'm going to throw this out there, but I don't, I, it's not real, but Starbucks decides that they're going to start selling meatball heroes at Starbucks with their coffee. Not a very good blend, right? So they go, hey, it's a great idea. Let me do it. You know, we, they put it out there and they try it and it doesn't take off. They, they put in more time, maybe adjust, change it a little, blah, blah, blah. And if it doesn't work, they ax it. They go, listen, done. Let's take it off the menu. It's a stupid idea. Let's try something else like Cinnabons, right? Um, you know, so you have to kind of look at your systems and say, am I spinning my wheels 20 hours a week on stuff that's useless to my growth? And am I taking that time away from the three or four things that I'm doing that I'm doing well, right, that are bringing me people? Why don't I just get rid of that 20 hours of wasted time but shift it to the 20 hours of things that I could be doing even more that I'm doing great at? Like, you know, whatever, signing people up or getting trial classes or whatever you're doing that's good. Do more of that and less of the things that are useless, like, you know, marching in a parade if it doesn't bring you any people, right? You know, it might be good front of mind awareness and, you know, all that other stuff. But if you only have limited time, don't waste time on the things that are, is not that important. Put that time that you are wasting into the things that you know are doing well. Like, by the way, if you're wasting time on anything, just shift it into communicating with your clients. Just take that 10 hours and shift it into communicating more with your clients. Text message, call, reach out to, have meetings with those parents. Guaranteed, the happier they are, the more you communicate. The more you communicate, the happier they are. The more gear they'll buy, the more events they'll come to, the more people they'll refer. But you have to have relationships with those people, right? So that's my closing thoughts. Sounds good, man. Uh, I, I appreciate everybody being on with uh... – with regards to this, uh, barriers to success, if you're listening to this via the podcast uh, and you're not on the live Facebook feed, um, you know, you can get uh, more information about School Owner Talk and or the, the, the notes for this call and stuff like that by going to uh, schoolownertalk.com forward slash 190 because this is our 190th uh, podcast. So that's schoolownertalk.com forward slash 190. And then lastly, there there is still um, a video up on uh yeah on schoolownertalk.com with regards to Allie's um uh winter or what is it retail wonderland oh uh, yeah, yeah information up there so uh, uh go go there and watch that video on the retail wonderland if you would yeah man thank you Dwayne I appreciate all the little subtle plugs that you do for me and you know you also have a lot of really great stuff and um, available to clients and time matrix and all this other stuff. And, you know, a lot of different programs we, we both put out that they're these little, little tiny $29, $49 purchases that could just take the system, slide it into their school and really work it and help them enhance what they do. So uh, thanks for plugging that. And uh, thanks for spending time with me on Halloween dressing like a, a jack-o'-lantern. Yeah, <laughs> I just, uh, my face is all lit up. No, just kidding. All yeah. right, have a good one, man. All right, and dude, you have an amazing day. I am because number 10, taking time off. Guess what? I'm I'm off today. Yep, we're closed, and too. I'm, and I'm off tomorrow. Really? Why, though? What? Tell everybody why, real quick. Why? Because you give yeah, real people. Quick. Yeah, because you, you in my program, you either come Monday, Wednesday, or you come Tuesday, Thursday. So if I'm closed on a Wednesday, I'm closed on a Thursday as well. Right, um, it's only fair. You know, it's only fair, you know? Right. It's only fair. And, uh you know, and then tomorrow night I'll be going, and, and uh, my son has uh, travel volleyball, so he's got uh, uh, his practice tomorrow night, and so I will get to take my wife out for dinner, uh, which doesn't all awesome. happen in the middle of the week. So. And by the way, no one complains when you're closed because they're used to it because it's a system that you put in place, and they joined knowing it. So I can see if you're open every day, 365 days a year, and all of a sudden you go, hey, by the way, everybody, I'm taking off four weeks a year now. They might be pissed off, right? 
But when they join your school, they know you're closed on Saturday, Sunday. They know you're closed for all of these holidays. They know that you're off if, if one day you're off, the next day you are too. So you just spell it out from day number one. So I, I, I urge school owners to listen to what Dwayne is doing because, uh, you know, not all work is good for you. You could be home recharging. And I'm off tonight, too. Now, after we're done with our call, I'm going to do some stuff at homework, wait for my fiancé to get home. You know, we'll dress our dogs up as Batman and Wonder Woman and, uh, you know, wait for the kids to come and trick-or-treat. We just get to hang, you know. So it's it's a little yep. bit of a stress-free day, which I, I look forward to. It is. I'm going to process this uh, podcast and then uh, uh, actually publish it, and then I'm going to go to the grocery store and get all I need to start cooking. Awesome, man. All right, dude. You have an amazing day. Take care. All right, you too. Bye. All right, bye.